0: This episode of Pot of the Damned is rated S for spoilers. You've been warned. Welcome to Terra's New Dead End.
1: If it's in a
2: word or it's in a look, you can't get rid of the Baba
0: Unnaturally healthy. Now I'm talking new drugs here, right? I'm talking 90s, man. Cognition enhancers. I promise to protect you if you promise to protect me. Oh, my God. Well,
2: how are we doing intros given that we don't have a name yet? I can't remember what you did for the first two episodes. I just
0: kicked in. Like, if we're going to be really – I just kicked in. Like, I'm happy to kick in again.
2: Yeah. Yeah, go for it. You kick in.
0: Just laid back. Yeah. Hey everybody, and welcome to a podcast with no name, because we have yet to decide what the name of our podcast is going to be. You've got Dean,
2: (laughs) Andrew, and Emma.
0: I've never heard you refer to yourself by Andrew before. I know. I'm always shory. That's really weird. you did it. I think you
2: did it in the first episode as well, and it took me by surprise, and I had a moment of like, am I, are you signalling to us that we need to refer to you as Andrew in the podcast?
0: How dare you? It's the Mr. artist fo- to you. The oh, artist gosh. formerly known as yeah. Shory.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, okay. well, we, okay, so as you would know, listeners from our last podcast, we still have yet, we're f- recording this in the before times of hearing it, and because um, that's how podcasts work.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we still don't podcasts have a name. We still don't have a name. We, as, as torn between uh, A Nightmare on Smith Street and yep. I Know What You Did Last podcast, we want a pun with a horror name because mm-hmm. we are basically doing a podcast talking. 31 Days of Horror. Yes.
2: Hell yes. Yeah. Hell yes. There you go. There's a pun. Another one.
0: And we're diving (laughs) right here into our first week. You've had our introductions over the weekend and now we're here. Mm -hmm. We're kicking off and we're kicking off with... We're going to do Aussie horror to start with. Because we're Australian and we might as well stick with it to start with. Exactly. Start with what we know. Rock and roll kicking on. And um, God... What a selection of choices oh you have to choose from!
2: I, I love that this is um one of the subgenres we're looking at because I have to admit before we chose this and really before you know chatting to you Shori, about horror in depth, I didn't realize just how much Aussie horror there is. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's um, a lot. Like we, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's maybe it's something about the fact that I think a lot more people are willing to finance it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Is a part of it as well. Like it's amazing how much, oh, an Australian drama, an Australian Mm. comedy, unless you've got like well-known comedians, might not necessarily Mm -hmm. get that kind of backing. But horror seems to get a lot more support.
2: Yeah, I think it's because when – this is just – look, something that's a a genre piece I think has less of that cultural cringe about Mm. it. Like I think when you're looking at something that's a drama or, um, you know, something more contemporary, uh, people are often put up put off by the idea of like, oh God, like it, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying this is the right attitude, but I think a lot of people like, oh God, it feels so like very, it's too Australian. Whereas like genre fiction because there's always going to be an element of, like, otherworldliness or some kind of crazy shit happening. Um, maybe that's why it gets more.
0: There's also something about the Australian accent and the way it sits yeah, within mm-hmm. horror. Yeah. It can be the yeah mate mm-hmm. part of it or it can be the posha part of it and it still sits very comfortably within the tones. Sorry, the, the posh tones.
2: part? I didn't well, know no, the no, posh Because there is, you know, accent.
0: like, sometimes you can be watching an Australian <laughs> film and think you're watching <laughs> something that's from England. Do you know oh, what true, I mean? True. Like, yeah. It's true, Yeah. A lot of the yeah, older, yeah, like, yeah. 70s and early 80s stuff very yeah, much has that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it comes to horror, it mm. can sit within genres in a really, mm. really easy way that you yeah. just don't notice, or at least you feel comfortable enough to sus- suspend belief as opposed yes. to watching an Australian drama. Mm. You know, it's like, how many times can we say Rebecca Gibney?
1: <laughs> but I think too, with the Australian horror, um, and especially a couple of movies we're going to talk about today, mm. I think that they're at, but there's nothing really in the middle. They're at either end of the spectrum where they're either very classy films or they're not at all. But isn't
0: that the beauty of horror? It's perfect. Yeah. like yeah. I don't want to watch yeah. any in fact, I don't think we're going to as we in mm-hmm. all of this I don't want to I don't want to watch a horror film that sits in the middle. No. Yeah. What's that's the point it. of that? Yeah. Like yeah. I either want it to be really good or really bad. Yeah. Because even when it's really bad, it's really good.
2: That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Kind. No, that's true. There's no, there's nothing worse than just a bad horror movie.
0: It's yeah. not
2: really bad. It's just Bad and you just Mm -hmm. end up bored.
0: But the thing, the thing with horror as well is you accept bad acting in horror. Yes, we aren't concerned. I almost expect it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and and there's a skill to it. When you look at, I mean, and when we get to one of the films Mm -hmm. that we're talking about, filled with Australian actors, there is a. It's like everyone took a course at NIDA in specifically acting. Bad for horror films, Mm -hmm. but there is a skill to it. And I remember years ago, before we dove into the films, remember that shit series Scream Queens? Not the one, Mm -hmm. not the one like by Ryan Murphy, but the reality TV one? Oh, hang on. Where they actually had, and it was at the height of Scream, and they had um, different women. Yeah, they were eliminated each week. I'm sure it was called, or maybe Scream Queens or Scream Teens or something. And um, and it was one of them would get a role in a horror film. Oh, and okay. and I, do you I not need know to watch this? this? Okay, well while you're trying to find it okay, on YouTube, okay, all I can
2: find is the 2015 horror series. Oh, then
0: it had a different title, and okay. now I'm going to have to figure out what it was. A, it was a horror reality TV series. Okay, and it was and it, and and it was the whole. It played on that whole thing of only one of these girls will be the last one standing. But it was that what? thing where, you. Know doing a top model version of how do you scream properly?
2: Oh, holy shit, it is called Scream Queen. It is, it is, there 2008 you go. reality, two seasons. Get fucked. I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> you <laughs> you know in seriously, it's really
0: did. good, but it's really good. Like, it's just, but it's when you suddenly, it's everyone thinks they go, they're like, I know how to act scared in a movie, I know how to do this. And I'm like, no, it takes really work yeah. and even to act badly. Know. And that's the thing within Australian ones, like. You know, you're putting these ridiculous, like you're you're the farmhand thing and all this yeah. crazy stuff. So it almost feels like a porno. But there's also and the, the Australian accent and like,
1: especially if we're watching as Australians watching those movies, we get a laugh out of them. Mm. Like yeah. there's a movie I watched recently which we're probably not going to talk about. But it's called Blood Vessel. And mm-hmm. It's on Shutter. We may talk mm.
0: about it in the future.
1: We may mm. talk about it in the future. Mm. But there is a scene in it. It's about vampires. Mm. And there's a scene where the head vampire does the old sit up in the coffin. Mm. And there's an Australian bloke in it. You just he goes, oh, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> And it's great. and it
0: works and it makes you and laugh and it absolutely works. Okay, well, well, why don't we highlight the films that we're going to be talking about today? Mm. I mean, I will, I feel like we should punt over to our Wikipedia of horror.
2: Sure, <laughs> well, you should introduce. One, and I think he knows which one, and and maybe I'll introduce
1: the oh, other. So I'm doing the classy one, and you're doing the. Or the one. <laughs> oh, well, no, and that's the thing. I'm like, there's you know definitely,
3: what, let's, yeah, there's let's set gefe- up, and you go with. There's the definitely one, one film definitely one. Okay,
0: one film that surely <laughs> <laughs> has to introduce only.
1: Yeah. yeah, okay. So my choice for Australian horror, and I, it took me a little while because I thought of stuff like Razorback, yeah, and I looked at some other things like. Mm. uh Oh, What else is there? Road games and things Mm -hmm. like that. But then I decided to go with an absolute classic Mm. shot, maybe 35 minutes from where we sit right now. Depending Mm. on traffic. Depending on traffic, (laughs) depending on what time of day it is. Uh, I went with Body Melt um, Mm. starring Australia's golden girl, Lisa McCune.
0: I mean, not only Lisa McHugh, like there's 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 Harold from Naver. There's, there's like actually a, there's the, a dad most to... of the cast. Mm-hmm. There's there's the older daddo brother who was Professor Plum on the Cluedo series on Channel Nine. Wow. Uh, yeah, the, the, my memory. The, uh, what I love about this is it's is Emma's just going to be writing down little notes of yep. things to be like that. That can't be real. It's
1: yeah, Gerard Kennedy, and it also has Stan from Walgett from Hey Dad.
0: it got the um, Mobile guy from the yes. the Yellow Pages commercial who says fuck, and that really threw me. Oh, completely. And um. It's yeah, no, look, it's it's filled chock filled with uh, amazing, amazing yeah. oh, Aussie and actors, William and McGuinness. they, yeah, so oh, they yeah. had a blue
1: healers reunion. We had two, in a there blue too. Heelers,
0: well, pre union, pre union, they weren't oh. on blue healers, yeah. His hair was ridiculous, helmet hair was insane, <laughs> yeah.
2: But, but, there was a lot about that movie that was insane,
0: completely. But what yeah. other films are we talking about today?
2: Uh, so the other film we're talking about, so just just slightly different tone and, and feel, um, is the 2014 <laughs> film. <laughs>
3: Because no, it is
0: slightly yeah. different, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just, slightly, slightly. just slightly, slightly. Um, not
2: as the, much vomit. B- the Babadook, yeah, not as not as much vomit. Um, yeah, so the Babadook. I think I recommended this one as one that we mm-hmm. we talk about because it's one of my favourite Aussie horror films, and
0: I've heard about it for so long.
2: You have watched it? I, I yes, have watched okay. it. I have watched it, I've but heard I heard it about Ray it so long, I so I was so quite excited to watch. Oh, four,
0: good. Well, I have a different. I think I'm going to have a different take. On it now. Normally, we our plan was to kind of have three films, and um, mm. ironically, we did watch three films. But one of them just had an Aussie actor in it and wasn't yeah, it actually wasn't an Australian actually, film. Canada. That's my That's bad. Okay. Which, is, well, let's just mention what it is anyway.
2: Well, yeah. Well, we were going to also talk about um, "It Comes at Night," which uh, starring Joel Edgerton. I mistakenly thought that he directed it because he 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 directs films as well mm. as yeah. acts in them. Turns out he didn't, and this is an American film.
0: But we will be coming back to that yeah, we'll there is that. no way we're not well
2: and mm. also I
0: want to be talking about it because okay. I'm like wow like that oh, was yeah amazing. it's really good so it's not it's not for today's and normally we'd have three I've been really busy and a part of me just thought you know I know it's not horror but Picnic and Hanging Rock, Hanging Rock I should have chucked that yep. into yep. the mix well
2: I think even though we're focusing on these two films it doesn't mean we're not gonna,
0: oh, you know, we're gonna yeah, there'll Oh, be
2: other films that'll come yeah, up in conversation there's always gonna sure. be more
0: but these are, are, the, are the two chunks and there will
2: be another episode about Australian horror Yeah. so if you're listening to this and at any point you think, hmm, oh, then talk about my favorite Australian horror. We might.
0: <laughs> well, let's kick off since you two did do the picking. Not that I'm interviewing the two of you, but I've just decided to do <laughs> <Yeah>. it
1: anyway. <laughs> kind of feels like Thank way, you for girl. having me. Why yeah.
0: is this the film that you wanted us to kick off with talking about? Emma, your favorite?
2: Okay. Um I well, okay. I don't as I said when we were we were discussing earlier, you know, looking at Aussie horror as a subgenre for the podcast. It's not something that I've I'd ever given a great deal of thought to. Um, I hadn't really watched a lot of Aussie horror, or if I had, I hadn't realised I was watching Aussie horror. Mm. Um, and I have to admit, I've I've been one of those people in the past that has deliberately avoided Aussie um, films because of the cultural cringe. I get a bit like oh, it feels a bit. It's too it feels too close to home. Um, so years ago, I used to have that kind of view of of Aussie films. And that's changed more recently. But I realised one area where I really hadn't deliberately delved in and tried to explore Aussie content was horror. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, part of the reason that I love The Babadook is just it was – and this – I don't mean this to sound uh, like a disparaging comment about Aussie filmmaking because there are fucking brilliant Aussie films. But given my – the background of my relationship with with Aussie yeah. films that I just described. When I watched The Babadook, I was blown away that it was Aussie and it was it was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I watched it and I was like, "Fuck me!" Like Aussies can make fucking amazing horror movies. Yeah. And then of course that opened the door to like, well, yeah, they can, and they've been making too, lots of great, yeah. and they do, and they and have been for a long time. So Babadook for me um, was a little bit of a gateway into Aussie horror and and understanding like the talent um involved in Aussie horror and then beyond that has been exploring all the, as you say, the the um not really a spectrum, it's just polarized, like yes. the very schlocky exploitation Aussie horror, which is amazing for a completely different reason. And then this kind of Aussie horror. And what I what I loved about the Babadook, and I, we should just say, there's definitely spoilers in this. And oh, and every,
0: of, by the yeah. way, yeah. I'm, I'll make us an opening title when we know what the name of the podcast yeah. is, and it will have, if you don't want to be spoiled about the film, yeah. don't listen, yep. but subscribe. Yes.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I chose the Babadook because I thought, um, it, it, any of you have seen it will know that it is an absolutely incredible metaphor for depression and um, mental health issues. Mm, mm. But I fucking love the way um, it managed to be both things at the same time. Like it was a really scary kind of supernatural monster film and those jump scares before you realise that the Babadook is a metaphor mm-hmm. are genuinely frightening and you're, you're genuinely um, drawn into that narrative about this this supernatural entity um, and then the ending when you realise this is a metaphor, is it's somehow – Somehow, kind of beautiful and melancholy, and yeah, grounded, and it just. It-
0: I mean, I didn't realise it was a metaphor until you've just said it. I'm like, I mean, it makes sense, but a part of me was like, what the?
1: I think <laughs> yes. and grief plays a big part yeah. in it as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. there's but a do lot you, there. Do you think about what you know the circumstances with her?
0: Are we diving in? I thought we'll we were. Just, I was just about just to say. In. So are we. Well, well, hang on. Let's just do Shory, do his introduction okay. as, yeah, to why yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So
2: that's my wire because we
0: have we it. have two very different, very different Aussie films, very different styles. So you chose Body Melt.
1: I chose Body Melt, and I think, and I think we talk about it in the introductions where I lean more towards the the gore and the schlock and mm. the the silliness and over the top, and I like to have a lot of fun. I, I don't get me wrong. I love watching movies like The Babadook mm. as well, but. If I'm going to sit down and just have, you know, turn my brain off for 90 minutes, <laughs> I want to watch something like Body Melt.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: –
0: Explain why. <laughs>
1: yeah, explain why.
0: You've got to give
1: – So I have this thing where
0: – when and, and the thing with Body Melt, like, I mean, because everyone's just babadook, they've got the right kind of thing. Like, it's totally very different. Yeah, it's, it's, it's campy. It's bright, it's, it's colourful, it's, it's camp.
1: It's gory, it's – Bodily fluids everywhere, and, and it's, it's
0: like early nineties. Yeah, so it's very, it was made. It's, it's very.
2: It is technically a part of exploitation cinema. Yeah, yeah it's still one of yeah. like the
1: exploitation yeah. films, yeah. and um, like I, I love a lot of the exploitation films as well. And there's a really good documentary called Not Quite Hollywood, and it talks about a lot of them.
2: <laughs> I literally had this conversation with Elroy today when I told him I was watching body Mill. He's like, "Oh, you should recommend they watch this documentary called yeah. Not Quite Hollywood." And I said, "I bet you anything, sure he's seen it." Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's true. and it's a really good one, and it's one of those ones yeah. where you'll sit and watch a documentary and take notes, oh, I need to see that movie. Oh, mm-hmm, I need to see mm-hmm. Or oh, oh, Purple, I remember that one. Oh, God. I've heard about Alvin
2: Purple. I haven't seen it, yeah, but, yeah.
1: I still remember seeing those on uh, Optus Vision before it was Foxtel. Oh, my Foxtel. God. Oh my yeah. God. I, that was eye-opening. I'm, I'm a little bit too ago. young for that reference. <laughs> well, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I think we, we're going to get that. You're Sorry. Gonna, it's going to happen throughout yeah, there's the there's a bunch years. of people out there going, yes, Optus Vision. Yes. Um, but Body Melt is – it's – it's hard to explain what I really love about them. It's just, it's the same with, I like my trauma films, mm-hmm. some of them, not all of them, but some of them. I like my movies that are like uh, Frank Henenlotter who made Basket Case and Frankenhooker and Hooker and mm-hmm. Brain Damage and things mm-hmm. like that. Like it's, they're set in a normal environment, but they are so ridiculously over the top. Mm. And they're, you know, I just picture the behind the scenes of a guy, like especially something like Body Melt when you look at all the, these people. I mean, the title mountains. "melting" mm-hmm. like the, well, yeah. the title
0: basically—that's yeah. what happens. And it's yeah. like
1: you know, if you've ever seen the movie "The Stuff" as well, where it's these people have. There must be somebody who must be the the goo wrangler on scene because it's just <laughs> like buckets full of <laughs> pus, pussy-looking fluid coming out, and it's <laughs> and Emma's face right now is <laughs> <you know>, she <laughs> shows how much she loves the movie.
2: No, yeah. there were actually scenes I had to just look away because mm-hmm. the gore was so. Really? Yeah. Well. I, I have a weak stomach okay. and the gauze well, the okay. is was like, I just need to – I appreciate what's happening on the screen right the, now and I can
1: hear it.
0: It's okay. I've got 31 days to toughen you up. The campness yep. for me is is because it was so camp and so early 90s like mm, yes. like Australian, it just made me laugh. Like yeah. I was watching it when Shory arrived a, a little early and I was still just getting towards the end of it and I'm just laughing at the mm-hmm. ridiculousness yep. of it. But that's the fun of it all. So yeah. we've got two very different extremes, two yeah. very different films. Why don't we, since we were, we're going down the wormhole of the Bubba Dook mm-hmm. why don't we start with that? Mm-hmm. I feel like we should do an explanation for those. Do you know what I mean? Like just an explanation a, of, like a little, let's oh, just a little do synopsis. What's you a do good, the yeah?
1: Database. You go straight to the IMDb. Oh, what database? The IMDb. IMDb. I'll get it, wrong. it. Gives you a bit of an idea, but it's a single mother and her child fall into a deep well of paranoia when an eerie children's book titled Mr. Babadook manifests in their home. That's a pretty good script. That's that's pretty, yeah, that's that's actually a pretty, pretty great script. That's the basic idea of it. There, are, there is more to unpack from it. And, I mean, it's a it, good idea. it took
0: me a while to really – I just figured this is, you know, like a warning for people not to have children. <laughs>
2: A
3: a A cautionary
0: tale For a big chunk Of the start of this film (laughs) I was like Yeah I wouldn't have a kid I don't want kids Like no And And I'm like Yeah and it's just gonna be Emma and I against Yeah As as the only
1: one here with kids There are parts of this film Especially at the start Where I was like That kid is a little shit Yeah
0: and i am not, i would not what, be putting up with that what an amazing mm. opening shot like the very start of the film when when like you were saying this entire film the setup, all of it is this massive metaphor for depression mm. it's acted amazingly yeah. mm-hmm. and then oh, to Jesse have Davis
1: is insanely good in it it's oh, it, the, not no pun intended
0: mm. no but it is it's just amazing mm. so amazing what she does with this and how she does it with this natural rawness that you need really to remind me of
2: the opening scene
0: the car crash.
2: Oh Which yes, the, okay. So dead. so
0: the the entire for well, spoilers, we I know we've said it. But um it basically she's, she's even describing birth. it. It's 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 she's pregnant on her giving birth, her husband is driving her to the hospital, they have a car crash, he dies. Mm. That's the explanation that gives you a lot of setup for the film. Mm. But mm. all we actually see is a shot of her face in slow motion being knocked around in the car and then she turns to her husband. We see him and then we see the lights of an oncoming car engulf her face. Mm. And it's what a beautiful mm. way to start this film mm. because it tells you everything yeah. you need yeah. to know yep. like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it, – and it also like – it also tells you everything you need to know about what – the film is actually about. So it opens up in, in one way and you kind of like, Oh, okay. So you sort of think I've just got this, this character's backstory. All right. And now we jump into the, Oh, there's a monster. And then as you go through the film and, and get to the end and, and kind of realize what it's about, you, you kind of realise they were telling you right from the beginning yeah. what this film is about and what you need to be focusing on yeah. in this film. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like that. they kind of flagged it right there at the beginning. And
0: this it, it, is what it's about. And that's the interesting thing with The Babadook is that we we did have this film that in this really small amount of time told us so much. Mm. And then with Body Melt we have this film that I got to the end of it and it still didn't say much. <laughs>
2: But it said a lot. You yeah. were still questioning what the hell did I just yeah. watch. Yeah. Why have I got I'm, myself I'm not, into this? I'm not sure.
0: Why are my friends um, with Shory? Yes.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I, I
0: completely understand why you liked it. No, no, no. I, it makes yeah. complete sense. It's I was tempted to, to message
2: you and say, did did I do something <laughs> oh, to no, you? Oh, no. that you're, are you angry at me? Like, why why did you make me
1: do this? The, um, with the Duke as well, like, mm. the as a parent, there is stuff at especially at the start when she's doing like the monster it's checks very, in the room. It's all yeah. very
0: natural. Yeah, and that's yeah. what you do with kids. Yeah. You
1: look at her and you go, like my I grew up with a single mum, mm. and you look at her and you go, you know, she she looked tired and she mm. and the kid was to start with, and he's a turd. Mm. Yeah, and he's horrible, mm. and yeah. you just want to. Grab him and go! Stop it! Mm. Look what you, you know! Look at your mum! Look what you're mm. doing! And yeah. the kid just doesn't give a shit. But yeah. then he's also a child who doesn't understand. He yeah. thinks this is what I'm supposed. I'm I'm being myself. He doesn't have yeah.
0: those boundaries. Yeah, and yeah. he's
1: making some very interesting gadgets with the with the crossbow oh, yeah. dart shooter and the cricket ball flinger. Mm. And but it's I mean, just, it's- yeah.
0: The beauty of it, as well, is like you when it really she's depressed. She's so yeah. depressed, yeah. and it, it, there's just something about the awfulness of everyone around her, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and yeah. a part of me is like, do you guys? I don't feel like that was well. That's what everyone's doing to me. Mm. It was very much um, like I, I, now that you, now you've got my brain thinking in a different yeah. way because it was a metaphor mm. and a part mm. I didn't put that together mm-hmm. um, because I was just binging through.
2: I did have to. I, I read a. Bunch of stuff about the film after I watched it, so I yeah. didn't immediately go, "Oh, it was a metaphor." But I, I, I knew it, at the you end, you know what? what's funny? Something I
0: thought it was a metaphor until that very last scene with the feeding. Mm-hmm. I know. And that's what I'm and like. That, Wait, that's what, what makes what, you kind of go. What? That huh? to me is a metaphor for
1: living with your mental illness. <laughs> no, yes. that's exactly well, yes. what it was. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it was. But the fact that
2: Eve, I think what Dean's saying, um, correct me if I'm wrong, is the fact that even right up at the very end, they still, to a certain extent, made the metaphor literal. Yeah. Like yeah. she yeah, was yeah, actually yeah. feeding something. Yeah, yeah. So it does make you go, or oh, oh, maybe it is just a. Monster, monster! In the, but why are yeah. they keeping it in the? Mm. You know,
0: Do you think you'd beat it to death with a hammer. But that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what's so great about the setup of, and not just the setup, but the re, the opening? Salvo of this film is this kid is an absolute little turd. Mm. Other people do not like this child. Mm. She mm. cannot control her, her child. Her sister mm. literally mm. says
1: it at one point. Yes, says, that's well, right. "I do mean, like being around yeah, your son." Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: and and there's so much. And she is a. And even when it's like, oh, it's been six years. You're always sad around his birthday, which blows my mind. Like I, I got really annoyed at that. Where I'm just like, <laughs> imagine the different levels. Like even on a basic, I well, I can't even imagine it. But you're pregnant in a car accident, kills your husband, giving birth is meant to be this amazing mm-hmm. thing that makes things stronger. Yep. Then it, there's the hormones and everything that's happening to your body and yep. mind and what's going on with that while you then have to raise a child. So do you ever really get to mourn?
1: But then also, mm-hmm.
0: and I said this- And then, then you have a bitch of a sister.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Go back to Roger Corsa because um, she's from that show that he's yeah, Dr. Yeah. Doctor. Um, but the other thing was too is that, and I was talking to my wife about it, as much as you don't think you would, you would still resent that child. Because oh, you would. Of course. It, if it wasn't for you being born, my husband would still be here. Yeah. You know, if we,
0: if you'd become a day earlier or a day later, this may not have happened. So it's, mm. it's even the way in which the kid, the child yelled about. Well, I don't have a father. She doesn't let me have a father. She doesn't let me. And yeah. it was like at those times, a part of me went, oh, that's a, a little heavy-handed mm. in scripting from mm. what we'd been seeing. But then. It was so it, it – beautiful. It, everything was shot so beautifully and, mm. and the colour was drawn away from yeah, it. Yes, so I was, was going to say, yeah, yeah, the
2: colour palette was – I mean, and I, I do actually wonder, again, it's the kind of movie when you reflect upon it afterwards, you kind of start to think more about, well, hang on, did this actually mean this? I wonder if just the um, her experience of the world and how – Negative and oppressive, everything in her, her life was, including like the color palette. I wonder if we are meant to understand that as a filter that that the filter yeah. through which she saw the world because of the grief and depression that she was dealing with, because that it could kind be. of colors everything um, in a different light. Um, and even I'm just thinking, uh, it, it, even just the way like there's the scene in the I, this this is sort of not related to what I just said, but it just popped into my mind. So just just let's just, just go with me on this train ride. Um, there's a scene when she goes into the police station and she sees yeah. the oh. Duke's coat in the corner. And again, this is one of those things. In hindsight, it is a really beautiful way of conveying the idea that 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 depression it just goes with you yeah, wherever never you leaves go. You. It's yeah. always it's always there, even if you think you've kind of escaped it. Then it's fucking there in the corner, and it's yeah. just, um. Also, that moment again, one of really subtly, um, really. Um, oh, what am I trying to say? The subtle scares. Well, that's like, the thing. It's that, filled that that with those little like, moments. Sent Fucking shivers down my spine yeah. and, and, and scared the shit out of me. And it's just a jacket, but it just
0: mm-hmm. – And then when it flips to the other extreme, so as, as it keeps on going and mm-hmm. she, everyone's starting to think she's – I mean, a bad parent and all this different mm-hmm. stuff. But the reality of it is I was just like, let, let the Babadook have the kid. Like, take a break. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's not till a certain point in the film when it really amps up a lot yeah. in the physical, yeah. physical violence yes. and physical extremes. But till then, I was like, "No, babe, take the break. Yeah. Let yeah. let, let the rubber have hey. your hey. child. Babs, Babs, come here, Because yeah. so honestly, I was like, yep. your child is a little, and I kept watching it, and I'm just like, I know I'm meant to be more sympathetic, mm. but I'm like, nah, <laughs>
2: mm.
0: nah, take the kid, just do it.
2: Yep, I don't. You know what? I don't. If you are meant to be completely sympathetic, because I think part of that is to help the audience really align to her mm-hmm. as a character and really understand True. her kind of her view of the world and her experience of the world and the um I guess I guess the tr- like the trauma of, of parenting through grief and the yeah. trauma of trying to deal
0: and being a single with, parent.
2: Yes. Tra- Parenting through grief, being a single parent and then trying to still somehow be a good parent to uh, a child with behavioural issues. Yeah. Like- a Even lot that just on its own, a child with behavioural issues would be so much for like any parent, but <laughs> she's doing that through the filter of grief and she's a single mother. And so you really, yeah, you really-
0: <sighs> Well, it was like that interesting point in the film where she's having the dream and re- seeing the news reports- and even though it's meant to be this kind of scary face that she sees of herself in the window, mm. the look of satisfaction and relief mm. that yeah. was also there, I'm mm. like there's so much here mm. where she's like, I'm free. I'm finally free because yeah. I killed my child. I think too yeah. there's – we say there's
1: no one – but there are two actually two good people around her. There's the guy that she works with who helps out with her shift and then comes mm. around with the – And likes her. And, and thing, yep. But the child ruins that. Yep. Oh, and no, I'm not sick. Mum, what does he say? Mum just... Mum just didn't want me to go to school. Or, but even the mm-hmm. way he was
0: with, oh, she gave me drugs to the to yeah. the people mm-hmm. from um, child services. And then there's also
1: the, the lovely neighbour next door. Yeah. Who, yes. You know, who is just coming over to check on her and
0: everything and is not. There um, was that almost bit at the very end with the lovely neighbour where I was just like, I always like looking after you. And then I almost thought it was going to turn around and she'd just be there with a the top hat. Yeah. And it was the neighbour all along. <laughs> like a part of me was just kind of like, it was her all along. Yeah. Because yes. you do see the
1: Babadook in her house yeah. at one point yeah. too. Yeah. I did love – my favourite sequence in it too is when she's really starting to lose it and it's the black and white silent film. Mm. That was
0: beautiful.
1: Mm. That's just – it reminded me of the old, you know, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari and Mm. uh, Haxon, which is an old film about uh, witchcraft.
0: It's it's the techniques that were used to build this tension and suspense. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, to really, really – pull it in different directions, mm. the film techniques that were used were so strong. And that's yeah. why when you're turning around and going, I understand why you can suddenly go, Australian can do great horror. Yeah. Not that they haven't before, but no, because no, no. this is a film that's just, it's it's like watching a, a violinist, like Yo-Yo Ma- Mass play. Like mm. it's like watching yeah. someone that's amazing at what yeah. they want to put forward and how they project it's it. It's an
2: exquisite entry into Australian it horror. absolutely It's is. just like, holy fuck. And like yeah. For a on, a globe, on a global level. Like yeah, um, a plus platform. feature as well. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and I've noticed like so because I watched this and then I um, I watched Relic not too long ago. Yeah, which, is it, which yeah, which is an Australian horror um as well. I don't know. I tried to look it up before if there are similar people involved because they've got it's got a really similar feel, um, and it's when I realised that Aussie horror is really good at metaphor, mm-hmm. really good at conveying um the horror of reality. So using the reality of someone's life as the basis for what's actually horrific. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then creating just kind of like a fun horror metaphor around that, which, which, and I won't, I won't spoil it in case you guys want to watch it, but which is what Relic does okay, as cool. well. A, a very similar way and a very similar feel. And you get to the end and you're just like, Oh God. Well, I do want to
0: watch it just for the cast. I'll be honest. The cast is enough of a reason to make me want to watch Relic.
2: Yeah. Well, Relic, it's, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. But last year when it came Australian out, horror.
0: like, in last year with lockdown, I was like, I'm not putting my mind through this. Oh, God, yeah. No, absolutely. Now I'm in a place where I'm like, let's do it. See, no. last
1: year was a, a body melt year. This year is a Babadook year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, abs- do you know what? Funny thing is, though, like, last year, like, it, the world was hell. Um, but I actually find during times like that, I don't mind watching heavy horror because <laughs> – because it's it takes me out of my actual hell. So, See, that's I'm what like, I'm like
0: with narrative dramas. I go right. that way with it. Because like it's, so, it's so, you know, a lot of narrative dramas, they have that soap opera element and mm. the music and everything. That works for me for that. Yep. So it can be a distraction that I don't need to focus on. Yep. The horror and thrillers, mm. if I'm not paying attention, mm. then why the hell am I watching it?
2: Oh, no, I mean more, so I'll pay attention to it, but I don't um, – if my life is hard, I don't feel like, oh, gosh, I can't handle horror right now because horror is heavy and dark and yeah. intense. Yeah. I actually find it a comfort because I'm like, at oh, least my life isn't this. <laughs> like,
0: well, just, I mean, that's – It could be worse. As we go back to the Bubba dog, it's why, you know, like you're mm. the only one with children's story. Have you ever felt like that?
1: Not that bad. No. There are, <laughs> look, there are times And we when...
2: can edit this bit
1: out. Yeah, don't sure. worry. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are listening to this now, just uh, fast forward about it. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Time. Look, there – I love my kids. There are times when they are very, very frustrating, but then mm-hmm. there are times when they are the loveliest people in the world. But yeah. that's humans yeah. in general yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's not just kids, but it's – and yeah. I think they say it a few times about um, the little boy whose name I cannot remember off the top of my head. Mm. I know. I've got to take better notes. Yeah. Mm. Um, and by that I mean but any, they, you know, any notes. speaks his mind. And he does, kids, yeah. kids don't have filters. Yeah. No. yeah. There, there, is, there is a story about my daughter when she was in a – she was probably not even two years old, and mm. we were at Chadston walking around, mm. and a – Fairly overweight man walked past, mm. and she said very loudly, "Mummy, there's a fat man." Oh dear. Yeah, but the, luckily the man didn't hear. But there was another time thank we, were, we were leaving a place, and the security guard was a tall uh, Sudanese man. Yep. And she said, "Mummy, that man is very black." <laughs> and we laughed, and he wet himself laughing. Oh, him. thank oh, God! Thank okay, good. She was, I thought this story she was like, eighteen months old, like yeah. she's yeah, t- or yeah, two, yeah. and something like that. Like so, like we're all going. <laughs> and he just thought it was the funniest thing ever. Yep. And, you know, kids don't yep. have filters. Yeah. And that's yeah. what this kid is saying, you know. My mum gave me drugs. It's like, well, she gave you something to help, dude. Yes. Like it's not a yeah. – not. you know, she's not giving you something to knock you out and try and kill yeah. you. She's. She needs it. They all need yeah. sleep. She says it. I need sleep. And,
2: I. And you know, I do think like the more – you know, the. again, the more you reflect on this movie, I do think that it is deliberately shot in a way – that we are meant to relate to her experience mm. of the world. We're seeing we're seeing the sun through a filter. The the film yeah. is shot so that we are seeing the way you would experience having that kid if you were sleep deprived and yep. grieving and depressed. Yep. And that is exactly what it would be at the you know as I mm. know from other people at the best of times your kids can be trying. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and maybe this, maybe there's more to this, even more to this movie than we thought. Like, it, it there might be. Oh, it's got
1: layers. There are so yeah. many layers, I
2: mean, layers on just, top
0: of layers on top well, of layers.
2: Well, yeah, even just the idea that parents are, are meant to be perfect and they're always meant to absolutely adore their children and yeah. always, you know, be in a good mood with them and think that the sun shines out of their ass when the reality is, again, secondhand information. That um <laughs> that you know I don't have kids, but from what I understand, a lot of for a lot of parents, it's totally normal to yeah. have times when you're like, yeah. fuck, I hate please, you right now. Please yeah. leave
1: yeah. me the fuck alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leave me a little alone. Shut and, up. And just- that's the scene where she jumps on the bed. She lays on the bed, and he walks mm. in. He's like, "I'm hungry. I'm hungry, mom. I want to eat." And she's just like, you can see her. She's the frustration is just yeah. building, and then she turns around and says to him, "If you're that hungry, go and eat shit." Yeah. And. There are points at, you know, being a parent where you're like, I would love to shout that at my kids sometimes, yeah. you know. Yep. But then it's also – I think that's also a turn where you start to feel a bit sorry for him as well because yes. now it's at a point where yep. he do, he can't control this now. Like his yep. mum was very nice to him and lovely and helping mm. and now she's gone the opposite direction. Yeah. He's like, shit, I need to do something now. And yeah. he even says to her, you made a promise to protect me and I made a promise to protect you. Yep. And I I, and I and think the bit that got to me was his stand there and she really went off at him, and he goes, I love you, mum. And was just like, oh, man, I'm done. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it and it's sort of – so it flips it to mm-hmm. where all of a sudden kids in peril kill me all the time, no matter what yeah, movie okay. it is. A little kid like that in peril yeah. gets me. And I was just like, this kid – like he calls the sister mm-hmm. and she's like, she couldn't give a
0: shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, Terrible sister. Hey, mm-hmm. man, call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like the cops and, will and this is around. why I love talking about um, – especially horror movies with people that have a different lifestyle to me because when I watch – films like this like when you said to me today like man that was it was great but it was hard i couldn't watch again and i'm like oh. well, as
0: a parent like, like that's a yeah.
2: whole well that's it and i like obviously i i know like logically that as a parent that must be hard but i can't i don't feel that same mm-hmm. when i watch horror if there are children in peril i don't i don't feel that's not sounds terrible but it's not hard for me in the yeah, same yeah, way it's, it's not yeah. terrible you, you don't
0: have children yeah yeah that's you know
2: yeah so it's not i can see that like oh yes this is the child is, and we need to
0: line is, up a lot more films with children in peril, is what you're saying?
2: Yeah, exactly. We need Shory to traumatise Shari. <laughs> uh, I think just to he'll pay never go into a kitchen melts. again
0: after yeah. watching Jurassic Park. Would, you know,
1: <laughs> no, but it's it's the like it was that's where I started to feel like I felt a lot more sympathy for the kid, mm. and it was like you know, I the parent for the first hour of the movie, yeah. I was on her side the whole yeah. time, and then it's okay, you need help now, yeah, and yep you both need help. And yep. there was, you know, the scene where she walks in and he's laying on the couch and she sees him like he, he's been, had his throat slit and he's covered yeah. in blood. Yeah. And then he just goes, mom. And yeah. And he jumped back and he's sitting on the couch and she's holding the knife. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, can you imagine, you know, even as an adult now, but imagine you're a kid and your mum comes at you with a knife. Yeah. Like,
0: it's just, I have a funny incredible. story about my cousin mm-hmm. in this same scenario. I was babysitting my cousin and it was near, near to her communion and I'd been warned, like she sometimes sleepwalks and just goes to the kitchen trying to find a knife. I'm Jesus. Like, okay, cool, no worries. <laughs> she does. Just don't even bother talking to her. Mm-hmm. She'll just make her way back to her bed. That's mm-hmm. what she's done when my other cousins have babysat or when her parents have been home. This time, she found she got a knife, knife like a massive knife from the chopping block, mm-hmm. and just stood there and just didn't move. And oh I was like, God. Hey, Melissa, do you want? Do you want to cut some cake? And she just stood there with the knife for ages. And then eventually, um, eventually walked back into the kitchen, put the knife down on the floor... And then went back to sleep. Jesus. And even I re- I just, I'm laughing about it because we were talking about it at my auntie's 70th the other day. And it's just because like, that's the one thing where when people say, oh, no one really sleepwalks or whatever. She was so excited <laughs> or anxious for her communion or confirmation or whatever mm. it was that she would sleepwalk into the kitchen. And she would apparently say, I'm looking for a knife. And they figured out, they figured out it was like, oh, she just wants to cut the cake, to cut the cake. But with me, it was just dead silence. I saw her walk out <laughs> and I was like, okay. Saw her in the kitchen. I'm like, okay. And I'm watching like Alec McBeal or something yeah, yeah, on yeah. Foxtel. And then she's just standing there with a giant knife. And I'm just like, oh, Tonight is the night what, I die. What? Well, no, I, it, it wasn't that scary, but it was mm. just that crazy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so this is why you don't. Do baptism and things with your kids?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, well, we, that's the we can get into here. religious
1: horror at another time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh,
2: oh sorry. That's a whole. That's another episode.
0: But that okay. So massive, awesome. We loved Babadook. Just absolutely brilliant. If you haven't watched it, please do. Yeah.
2: Tired of your prayers going unanswered? Finding it hard to love thy neighbour? If God's got you down, why not try Satan, Satan. with Satan. There are no guarantees of eternal happiness, but you can tell Carol from next door to shove her stinking gardenias up her stinking ass without guilt. Satan. That's right. For the small cost of your soul, your firstborn child, and a pound of flesh, you too can live deliciously for 80 or so years. Try Satan today.
0: Now to the complete other extreme, Mm -hmm. where with body melt the other B, the, the other the other bee, bee. yeah. the di- very different kind of very bee
2: very different bee
0: this I, film <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm just oh. hey, i'm just warming you guys up
2: oh god oh man like I, I love that oh i just don't even know where to start even like the opening um <clears throat> credits with the when the the title comes on the screen it looks like the it the the the, the graphic design of the title body melt as it came on the screen mm-hmm. looked like a fucking grunge 90s uh, yeah. cd yeah. album Ooh, cover yeah. like a grinspoon album called body melt like that's exactly what oh, it, yeah. it made me Definitely. think of 100%. like
0: well was- let's let's break it down for our for our audiences mm-hmm. <clears throat> it is a horror comedy Oh, it
2: is meant to be. Oh, it's meant to be a it comedy.
0: Oh, you didn't think it was meant Oh, it's absolutely meant to be a comedy. It was
2: funny, but I didn't know if it was meant well, to oh, be a comedy. Well, I mean, do that's, you know what, the so that's what the IMDB oh, no, thing
1: okay. is saying. The tongue is planted so firmly in the cheek <laughs> that it, it is coming through <laughs> it it wasn't okay. until
0: It wasn't until – well, hang on. Let me do the explanation. We'll get into it. Yeah. So residents of Peaceful Pebbles Court, Holmesville, are being used unknowingly as test experiments for a new body drug that causes rapid body decomposition – in brackets, melting skin and painful death. Just, think, just in case clarifying. we didn't
2: get, yeah,
0: yeah the whole From body the melts. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: So <laughs> yeah,
0: kicking off. This was so strange, and I didn't realise it was a comedy.
1: Yeah, uh, oh, you know, yeah. at
0: the start. But also, what a brilliant setup! If you're mm-hmm. going to go mm-hmm. into this kind of sci-fi genre, ridiculous yep. thing to open the film with the the actress who plays Celia in. Um, What's the film where the guy's blind? She was, she's fantastic. Celia has exceptional breasts. It's the best quote ever. Oh my god, Malcolm!
2: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so
1: okay. Is, that, is it not? No, Malcolm's. No, Malcolm's the Australian one with Colin. F- uh,
0: yeah, that's and this is the Australian one where Hugo Weaving's blind and it has Russell Crowe in it. Getting Never off topic. Mind. Getting off topic. Getting off topic. <laughs> um, and she's like just very good at being sinister. Mm. But yeah. having her do that opening thing about like a little video to camera, like you're watching mm-hmm. a little, uh, it was just, what a brilliant setup for the start yeah. of the film. And that's the thing, like, and I was like, is it a comedy? Is mm. it not? By the time we got to the inbred farm, I was like, or well, it's Christ, a comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, and I'm it, getting ahead of myself.
2: Well, <laughs> and it was also that opening video. I really liked that because it was a really, um, you know, this film is trope heavy oh, yeah, um massive. it was a really recognizable sci-fi trope it's like not o- subtle. like opening with the um the like the instructional or training video or mm-hmm. marketing video, whatever it is, and you're in a lab and and she's like, welcome to blah blah labs where we'd like it's very tropey right from the start. And I was massively. like massively. Okay, okay. I see. This is this is a fun, tropey like setup. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as I just said before, I didn't realise it was meant to be funny.
0: <laughs> well so- my thing was well, I wasn't it took me a while to realise that the bodies were just decomposing. I thought there was something in the body.
2: Yeah, I thought because
0: I'm, the setup at the start is basically um the evil doctor woman of the mm, health spa mm, mm. is um is like, Oh, we've got to get rid of this guy, I'll take care of it. And then he's driving to Pleasantville or whatever it's yes. called. Yep.
3: Pebble Pebble, Pebble
0: Court in Holmesville or something. Whatever. Homesville, yeah. Homesville. Hoppers Crossing. <laughs> and yeah, in Hoppers Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> and um and then his body just starts going. Whoa. Yeah, and he's drinking the uh,
2: Oh God, he detergent? drinks detergent. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's
1: it's nuts. It's, that
2: was that was. I the was point. more like, yeah.
0: when did Ample ever have detergent? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you think about it, when this movie was made, Hopper's Crossing was a country town almost. So oh, it good would have been point. one of those
0: like big general store sort of mm. service yeah. station. So the, the thing with this entire setup, I know we're getting for those that haven't watched it, it's just insane. Which In, is
2: probably most
0: people. It's every I feel kind like it's of extreme. Like this is like, an Australian classic. This <laughs> <laughs> it's not the heartbreak kid, all right? Okay, um, the BMX bandits. <laughs> nah. And and so this guy's driving through and then he dies and he's trying to get to the street and and the cops, the terrible cops Mm -hmm. are like, who knew him in this street? Like what could Mm -hmm. it be? And we've seen a body fall apart. Mm -hmm. And then um, – Well,
2: luckily he was recording on his little dictaphone at the time so they have a nice description. Breaking down the breakdown of of his body because
0: he's polite like that as a medical professional. Well,
2: yeah. And as one does when when one is dying behind the wheel of a car and your body is melting off, you you get out your dictaphone and <laughs> yeah. you're like, "Okay, well, stage one, include? this happens. That hasn't stage happened to you two. before? Well, I, I can tell you now, if I felt myself melting away behind a car, I I'd would definitely get out the dictaphone it. and. And this I is, is the thing, like this happened is happened all that set
0: up, but this is when it gets crazy because suddenly we dovetail into like three or four different, yes, yeah. like that, and that's what was confusing. Where I'm like, it took me ages to realize we're talking about the whole street. Mm. You yeah. know, so yeah, you've yeah, got. You go
1: into the houses with Lisa McCune and yeah, so and every different character. Yeah.
0: But that was what was confusing because the only central character we really had was the melting. Yeah. Yep. So every time we would jump to another thing, I was like, "What? What? Why are we here now?" Yeah, like yeah. when when we I suddenly are a quarter well. of the way through the film, and then it's yeah. Lisa McCune and you're like, "Okay, so they're making her the central like the pregnant woman. Oh, right. like, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, they're so, making yeah. they're making her that central thing, and then. Mm. Ten minutes later, you're like, "Well, so much for that." Yeah. Yes,
2: yeah, no, I agree. I did. It did uh, jump. It did jump a bit. But to be fair, I don't think this is the kind of movie where you're meant to look too closely at the
0: plot. Yeah, not as, close um, as we not looked at. Probably. Or it's it's a crazy really, wrong. try
2: not to look closely. It's probably more the
0: don't pull the threads. Yeah, <laughs> don't, the, the, don't. the Italian, the two Italian guys that saw the guy die go for a drive, show up at a farm where people are looking really freakish and strange.
3: Jesus,
1: and
0: and there's no real explanation about why they ended up at that farm.
1: No, no, but there is an explanation. By the dad, because the dad is the doctor that worked with Harold. No, 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 yeah,
0: it it was a setup to break. Like it's very. I mean, I don't mean to say this in a harsh way, but it's very much the second draft of your media studies movie. How dare you! And no, no, no. In the sense that (laughs) (laughs) the, in the sense that it just those jangled threads. It just needed those little little bits for me. Oh yeah, you know, a bit of a dramaturg. That that whole
2: sequence for me felt like. it it was shoehorned in like they just but went was, we hell, wanna we yeah. wanna do a crazy inbred it, it hillbilly. But bit. at the start, they've Let's got the crazy
0: freakish looking inbred hillbillies with some amazing Aussie actors acting their asses off. Oh yeah. Like literally acting like crazy. Literal. And doing such a good job. But then what's weird is oh and just the two Italians. <laughs> and then everyone like it was just it. You feel like they should feel like this is odd, but they kind of feel at home. And then when they yes. kill a kangaroo, I'm like, that's "What, what is going get. on here?" When they
2: turn up and they agree to sit down to have a meal, I'm like, "The fuck are you doing?" Yeah, it's
0: so weird. And one of them
2: is like, says to his brother or his mate, he's like, "Oh, I've left or something like I've left something in the car. Do you want to come with me?" And he's like, "No, no, I'm right. I'm going to stay here. Yeah, for I'm going to stay bit. here. Like, it's fine.
0: You're going to what?" And like, then, yeah, but that's what. And then literally uh, two scenes later, he's like. Yeah, I'm going to go and do this. Yeah, cool. It's yeah. Just, it was just like, what what the hell is going on? You're both going to die.
1: It, yeah. To me, it's yeah. like they watched Texas Chancel Massacre 2 yes. and said, well, we need over-the-top redneck mm.
3: bogans. Yeah. We just
1: need something like that to throw in there.
3: Well, yeah. like I was well, to you- so
0: the whole premise that we don't find out until later is that <clears throat> the, do- the father of these people is the doctor. Mm. Um, he and another doctor were working on the thing to make uh, humans better. And actually, and what um, are his
2: kids like the failed and, and experiments?
0: And, well, he tested on himself and then he's, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. his wife. And, and so they're not the right. failed experiments, they're what survives. The other thing, the other doctors with the things that melt. So the alternative is you end up just becoming like them.
1: Yeah. Mm. So
0: just- it's. There's right. really not much of a choice. Yeah. you become a And and believe me, I put more explanation into it than they did in the whole film. Yeah.
2: I was about to say, so this is a very cerebral plot point that I yeah. missed when it's I missed the end film. of the movie.
0: This is, this is well, David Lynch. And, and literally now the film just keeps on rocking through with, mm. all right, another death and another mm. death. And it's mm. just, it's like you're watching something by Ryan Murphy because it's just not quite making sense, mm. but it just that keeps getting more and more geez. ridiculous. <laughs> and not, these are not insulting things. <laughs> I like watching Ryan Murphy stuff. But like some of the, so what would you say... Are your top three body melt deaths in the film? Oh, it's got to
1: be the uh, the bodybuilder watching porn. The bodybuilder.
2: So disappointed, I missed that. So
0: M hasn't watched it the whole way through. I've
2: been given a description of it. So you know, feel free to talk about it. His dick explodes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. The thing with these two bodybuilders, they're like meant to be workers at the at the health farm, (laughs) but they look like. These giant steroided things. They look
1: like socks little, full of walnuts with little voices yep. like this. Yeah. Which okay. is also fine. Which is the fine. best part. It's the but Then part.
0: the most ridiculous part is you're meant to assume that they are one, have massive wangs, <laughs>
1: yeah. and two
0: that they are straight. And yeah. the <laughs> Neither of these. Like when, when, when the girl – and there's this gorgeous girl and when the girl is like having sex with both of them and mm. one's got a room that's just nice and nothing's in it. Mm. But apparently whenever you turn on a TV in this film, there's porn on it.
2: Yeah. Oh, I did notice that early the on. porn
0: – so yeah. early on, but that was what was freaking me out when I thought someone did a terrible job at doing the sound engineering because he walks into a room and it sounds like someone's whacking off mm. and then it's the dog <laughs> and I'm just like – did someone really think that's the sound of dogma? <laughs> like, and then it turns out it's the mother watching porn. Yeah, really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all, but then so later on, like, he just turns on the TV and there's porn and he gets mm. aroused and then his penis explodes. Yep. It, it's. But then the, when the other guy's having sex with the other girl at work, mm. his entire all – all around his room it's bodybuilding pictures of bodybuilding men, mm-hmm. a couple of bodybuilding women. Mm-hmm. But the key sign that they're gay is that there was one picture of Madonna and Cher. <laughs> mixed into the wall and I'm like these guys are gay
2: amazing <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> and,
0: and basically just- everyone just dies and explodes and, and the best the, the villain of the whole piece is actually Harold from Neighbours Harold Ian Smith
1: Harold Bishop we love it and he even does a bit of a <laughs>
0: when he gets a bit angry at I one reckon point. we should try and get an interview with him about it Oh God! Could you imagine? So
1: who he did he tell play? Us to fuck off! <laughs> well, yeah,
0: well, he was the bad guy. He, he was, was the villain. villain. You you might, did I what, meet him? what point did you the, end no, in the film? What, like an hour. So you, what point did you stop watching? Because of not because uh, of like
2: because of lives
0: we have to not always watch movies.
2: It's hard to say where I got up to because then I would have to think about. A, <laughs> and there were very few. Um, well, now somebody
1: exploded and there was some goo and shit. Exactly.
2: No, seriously. Yeah. I got up to a point where someone, a guy turned around and well, another you saw guy Lisa was McClune. looking at him and his face Lisa, was Lisa, melting that off. That could be uh, any no. point of the movie. And he had a
0: syringe. No, that's Harold. That's Har- That's Ian Smith. That's Harold from Bishop from Neighbours.
2: Who gets, that's the
0: doctor with the syringe.
2: Okay, so he's got the syringe and the guy with the bleh face yeah, yeah. like – goes around his neck and then he gets the syringe and puts it in his hand. So hands. that's when yep. you stopped. I think that's so
0: what I got up he, to. I was w- just over he halfway He ripped through. off Harold's ear. i got to stop calling him Harold. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no, no. The thing is if you say Ian Bishop, some people will go, oh, yeah, and I'll go, who? Yeah.
0: So he rips Harold. off his ear when the okay. police find him, the guy's dead and there's an ear in his hand. Okay. And what's great is Harold's like driving along, bandaged up his own head, blood <laughs> on his ear, and he's on his phone <laughs> yeah. and he puts it to the wrong ear and as he's driving and he goes, Oh. <laughs> Just like, and so that's when you're like okay this is yeah. great you're this is like, great oh, and he's god, telling you you
2: hate it when that happens yeah. you and put he's, your phone to your non-ear. and he's telling
0: the evil health woman yes don't don't go to the next phase and she just decides right. to do it anyway she eats 20,000 like, oh my god pills she's, gonna she's gonna it. go to the next page and okay. then she's eating pills and everyone at the works eating pills and the really nice ridiculous family put from pleasant course, um, pleasant go course. to the health farm. Yep. And it's just every message that could be mixed is mixed in this. Mm. Like the girl at the work is flirting with the husband, the wife is oblivious, the yeah. kids hate each other. Yeah. Um, and then the girl says to the kid when he's like, this is really boring. And she goes, oh, well, whatever. And then he's like, he goes, well, he, he actually – a child that young should not be asking their sister if they're on their period. It's not okay. <laughs> oh, and he doesn't say it as politely as that. like, yeah, class, on your rags. Yeah. And it was just like, he is too young to know what that is <laughs> and it shouldn't be a conversation point. And then she goes, I hope you break your neck. And then he's he's Probably doing the worst. Neck. He He's doing... It's like watching a Yo play comm- like a, an up and go commercial, okay. and he's just rollerblading in a in, yep. in, in this random like yep. up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, and then goes and this is going to be the best fucking one ever, <laughs> and then goes to do it and then falls in the middle and breaks his neck. Yep. And his body melts. Yeah. Yeah. As his yeah.
2: It, neck is broken. Right from the start, it felt like just an orgy of sex and death. This,
0: I mean, I don't. Like, the sex bit was really confusing. The sex bit mm. with the ribs. So, we are oh, really yes. jumping around. It's, okay. it's like sexy yeah, sex.
2: But much like the movie. So it jumps around.
0: We yeah. are jumping around a lot. And I, and I honestly do yeah, encourage everyone ribs? to watch it because you're watching these – Awesome Aussie actors in it is a comedy horror sci-fi, but I think it's important to put comedy first because it is. But in in the descriptions, comedy is not first, and it should be because the point is for it to be ridiculous and off the wall, (laughs) and and the cops aren't even trying really hard to solve the murder. Like it really is just. Everything just kind of happens and the film's over.
1: Well, anybody yeah. who they find, any bodies they find, can fit in a bucket by the end of the movie anyway. So yeah. there's not much to look yeah. at. So they
0: keep yeah. finding a bucket. Um, <laughs> they keep finding yeah. people. Another person's died. Then they arrest Lisa McCune's husband mm-hmm. um, because they think it's him. Yep. Mm. And what happened to the other guy from Blue Healers? I can't William remember. William McKeown. Yeah.
1: Doesn't him, he, his eyes pop out.
0: Okay, but what was the whole? And there was a whole premise at the start they where they kept putting the packets he,
1: of the stuff in there, like have a free sample of no, our but energy drink. What I'm saying is, he kept
0: he kept thinking this is the confusing point at a plot point that could mean nothing. He kept having fever dreams of a disfigured woman that then yes, would look yes. beautiful and then had sex with him and then took one of his ribs in his yes. dream or did she?
1: Because they're creating a new race of people. Like God No, no, no. But Adamative. is that was that meant I to be really a metal? Probably. Can I That's tell a you And Can I be clear?
0: Adamative. I actually went from Bubba to this, back to back. Wow. So, so I was like, is it what what a what is roller this?
2: coaster of an afternoon? Yeah, it's, it's been, been great. Out. It's been great. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: well, I wouldn't be surprised if the one didn't... big thing going for is he, they're trying to, these people are trying to build the best of best that humans can be by giving them these pills. Maybe they're saying Take the rib like that. Isn't it did. that in
2: the Yeah, isn't that what happened? I mean, make, now that I, I think
0: yeah I, I think what you're saying is correct. I just mm. don't think it was done well.
2: So hang on. Pfft.
0: That's, that, fair. that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> the rib thing. The rib thing. Oh no! Like, I'm I think so you can apply that statement
2: it. to just the a movie, lot of the films. I think just, yes. It, just, it wasn't sorry. done badly <laughs> either.
0: Like it's no, no, no. Because I'm like I was watching it, going, "This would have been a friggin' hoot to be a part of and to film." Like oh, the yeah. film actually ends with there's only one more person left to explode. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the husband in the cop shop and all the cops the film ends with like oh it's not the very end end is it yeah but, but go like go all the, the cops are back at the cop shop and they're all covered in slime and they're like oh my god and they've all got their guns out and ran it's just like Everyone's like, what the hell? It's like, stay away from him. And one cop is stuck in the room with the guy. And they're like, Every time he goes to the movie, he gets vomited on. Every time on. he gets vomited on. And it's like, the guy's going to explode. The guy's going to explode. The guy's going to explode. And it's like, come on, come on. Come out now. Come out now. And he's like, don't leave me in this room. Don't leave me in this room. And it's God. so, it's so like, what the hell? And then the guy explodes and the cop faints. But when he explodes, his face looks less less explodey than it did when it exploded, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and then and it's just like what? And then what ends? What? And then well, then the cop okay. goes to the Ample service station that was at the start of the film mm-hmm. where the guy drank the detergent because yeah. it all comes full circle like a first year media student, mm-hmm. and um the the pills are on the shelf because it's this silent. is this is she put the put it in production yeah. Okay. Oh, and then there's also the explanation, by the way, we didn't say, when the whole family, so the the kid with the son who died, the family Mm -hmm. go back from the health spa and they're at home Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, the mother's like, should we be worried about where the kid is? No, he took his camping tent with him. He's gone camping. So we don't have to worry about looking for the child. And then, and these are the hilarious. They the are literally right out of like Kath and Kim meets Hey Dad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like they're, yeah. they're acting their oh, hearts out. Yeah. And the next morning, she's blow drying her hair till I'm there's no hair left. Too, like geez. shocking. No, she doesn't have that much hair that it needs to be blow dried that much. And he's like starting to, like it's like he's just got no. Well, he's sneezing, so it's like he's just got really bad sinusitis or a cold. Okay. And he's sneezing onto the um, onto the mirror, and then he slips. And whacks his head and dies. And then is just gurgling in his own melted pus. And the woman, like the wife comes in and screams and then picks up the phone to call 911 and goes to dial and then stops and then screams and then goes, I must find my daughter. And then runs out and it's like, so she's trying to build up to being hysteric. She finds her daughter and then her daughter sees what's going on and and is like, come on, mum. Drives her to the doctors and goes, you've got to help us. And then the doctor does the best... Exposition oh, ever. Hang
1: on, it was it was near yeah, the chemical plant. I mean, that has, that's been closed for twenty years. And she's like, "What? What?" And he even does the like look off into the distance. The, like, oh my god! Like um, it reminds me of the scene. And and, and you've got like two.
0: four. You've got like four or five patients in there. One with a child. One with this. <laughs> and like they come and we go. We've got to see the doctor. And the is like, "Well, you'll have to wait your turn." <laughs> No, so we have to see him now. And he comes out, this old man yeah. is like, Yeah. have seen Wayne's World 2 and there's that scene where he
1: stops at the service station and they bring this actor and he's like, well, I haven't heard that name for years. Yeah, he goes, yeah, hang yeah. on, we need a better actor for this. And they bring out Charlton Heston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally that scene yeah. Like, yeah. without Charlton Heston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, the chemical plant? that's been closed for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like and Amazing. she's like, "Oh
0: my god, we because everyone's been eating food from the plants <laughs> at yes, the place." Yes. She's like, "Oh my god, we've all been eating the food. It's in all of us." And then her mum her instead of melting, mm. her tongue engorges out of her mouth and then Downs she the suffocates chest. on her own tongue. Yeah. Wow, was it out of her chest? I thought it was just No, no, it was, down, like it was hanging J- down, hanging to, her down to her chest. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then she dies, and the daughter's just there. So I'm assuming the daughter was the only one not to eat this stuff, yeah, oh. because she's the only character that never gets followed up on again. No,
1: okay. You don't see her ever again after the doctors. We don't see her again.
2: So you're telling me they didn't do a sequel? <laughs> they
1: still we do not Well, we seeing as to- how this director has made one film.
2: Oh, really? <laughs> There's literally st- body st- melt. They started and stopped with body yeah. melt. See,
1: unfortunately, he didn't do like the director of Babadook where they started <laughs> so well and then they went on to more movies. He
0: went, I'm
2: done. He went, I've peaked bitches. Yeah, I'm I it's about to say, peace Look, out, it's, bitches. It's
0: full on every single scene. Like when, when Dr. Harold from Neighbours confronts the doctor farm pedophile father guy <laughs> and, and it turns out <laughs> that Such they were both doctors that created these things and mm. there's this huge like – I left out a vital ingredient when I left because I knew you couldn't help yourself. And then he starts Jesus. just chanting as Harold from, Dr. Harold from Neighbours runs to the car and really takes a while to get to the car he and really then really on. just does like a 25-turn U-turn, all, 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 all off camera, and then drives away. Yep. And meanwhile, he's just chanting randomly and then his son just joins in. And I'm like... It is – it's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you're spot on. Like it's just really – they've chucked all the genres together and it's just like –
2: what they had a checklist of tropes, and they were like, "We oh, want to do this, 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 time. and this." Because
0: even with the Lisa McCune thing, I was thought we were going down a Rosemary's Baby ah. scenario. I didn't think like when they were like, "Oh, well, there's problems. We've got to stop the thing." I thought it was going to be like I thought the whole.
2: No, hi- I, I fully expected what we got because it felt again as a, as as a I trope, kept looking like, for higher the, mon- the monstrous feminine. I was totally ready for like some fucking, you know. Uh, vagina dentata kind of situation <laughs> <Yeah>. this slimy
3: <laughs> I am surprised thing. there isn't
1: yeah I am very yeah. surprised there isn't yeah. and it's it's got that texas chainsaw massacre feel it's got no, no 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 well it's the got little, little, no, 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 not it feel not have feel, texas chainsaw massacre we're not we're not allowing that sequel number 2 no, number have it has okay no, it
2: has the inbred hillbilly trope it is not texas chainsaw massacre number 2 and it
0: wants to be the blob but it's blob light. it makes me feel like they had the
1: it's like the old, uh, if you've ever seen Ed Wood, where they have the poster mm. of the movie, we want to make a movie called Body Melt. Go and make it. And the guys like yeah. it starts- Don't even have a
0: script, let's do it. It starts yeah. really strong and just goes- It's like they made the script on the fly. Oh, it cool. starts mm. so strong. Yeah. And in fact, a part of me wonders if it was all improvised. Mm. Like, if that's a part of it. I, because
1: think, I think they need to remake it with the original cast. Do they? Give it, give it a bigger budget has Lisa, get Lisa McCune. McCune back she no. seven. she's only she's doing, doing seven stuff on gold, the gold lobbies they anything can't anymore. afford her anymore no come on Brett Climo not doing anything look
0: it's 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 a they're going to listen to this mm. and we're going to need so much it's definitely trouble. hilarious it's it is. so weird um, what what a what, movie to watch after the yeah. babadook i'm going to oh say this now
1: i would watch body melt again before i watch the Duke.
0: I would not. Well I know you I know you
2: would. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. course yeah, you yeah. would. See, I, <laughs> I want but, but to rewatch the Babadook now that we've talked about it again. I'm like, I want to rewatch this. Yeah. What I what I will do is finish body notes because I, I Seriously,
0: it
1: is worth it. I mean, finishing. I
2: literally just didn't get time to finish this, it. This could um, be the
1: well, last episode of on the podcast. The, um, it's been <laughs> fun having fun with you all. With Emma, <laughs> Emma watches the finish of the
0: movie and we're done. We've got one. Well, you know, it's funny that these are the two films that we end yeah. up having. You know, yeah. the two films, two Aussie films, two different decades, two very different extremes. Yes. Two very different takes on, on the horror genre, and like, yeah. as it should be. Absolutely. And um, I'm just wondering, like, if we're going to dive back into more Aussie horror, which mm. I feel we should. Yes. What areas of our Aussie horror do you think we should be touching on next? What have you got specific films in mind? Uh,
2: I do have one specific film in mind. Um, and I was I mentioned this to Shori. Um, I love to look at The Loved Ones. Um, I watched that recently for the first time and I just I really enjoyed it. Um, it, it, it feels like a little bit of a mix. A blend of what we've talked about today, mm-hmm. so it's it's more contemporary. It was made a few years ago. Um, a lot of cultural touch points feels very Aussie, which I love, um, and because it's set in the two thousands, the soundtrack I'm like fuck this soundtrack okay, cool. of my twenties. Yeah,
1: um,
2: but it's very um, it's quite gory, um, and in a way, I, I was able to get through it though. And I've 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 not seen an Aussie horror like this before. I think it won a bunch of awards. It's a fucking brilliant film. Um, it's right, about, we're going to
0: have to whack that on the list. Loose. It's
2: loosely about a um, girl who asks a guy out to um, uh, the, their senior dance. Um, he says no. She evidently is batshit insane and she cracks the shits because she really wants to go to the dance with him. So her – Crazy dad um, kidnaps him and they drug yes. him. Now and I know you're talking about. Dress him up in a suit for the dance and tie him to the chair, and all sorts of weird shenanigans um, ensue.
0: So and I think then- the metaphor for that is heteronormativity is wrong. <laughs> I
2: th- <laughs> well, well, yeah. It's also, it, there's also like a, 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 wh- a whiff of incesty.
0: There always is with horror, isn't <laughs> there's, there?
2: There's always a whiff. There's always yeah. a whiff. Yeah. Well, um, sometimes well, actually, sometimes yeah, there's man. more than a whiff. Sometimes I have, there's I a have... full cloud of it, like, yeah. hitting you in the face. Sometimes a big out. old...
0: Body melt oh, where the father literally says after she has sex with someone, with with one of the Italians, punches her in the face and says, what have I told you? Keep, Keep it, it, in it in the, the family. family.
2: Oh, my God, that moment for me is far like, out. What?
0: And you were a scientist. You should know what this yes. does.
2: Yes, that moment was, yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, the loved ones is my pick well,
3: for would time.
0: Would we be able to put on the table, would we consider Picnic at Hanging Rock? Sure.
3: Yeah, well, I have yeah. not seen it. Because I've never
0: – I watched it years it. ago as yeah. a child, yep. yeah. and um, instead of being scared of having picnics, I was just scared to wear white. Mm-hmm. That was the take that I had on it, but I can't well, really it's remember it. Instinct. So mm. that – yeah, exactly. <laughs> that ended years ago. Um, and what about you, Shuri? What do you reckon? Yeah, we
2: should attempt well, three next time.
0: Yeah, I was yeah. going to
1: mm-hmm. say a movie called Lake Mungo. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. My problem with it is oh. – Oh, yes. You've said it. It's the out of the It is very hard to find. It is not available on DVD. It's not available on Blu-ray. It's, there is one coming okay. out, but later in the year. Don't worry. So Leave it with we'll me. We will save yeah. that for – I can steal it for you. I'd like to do a found footage episode. Oh, so you want that to be a part so of found footage? I would like to put <laughs> that in the found footage. Okay, okay. so then why we do
2: get to talk about it. Yep. So it's brilliant. I think
1: – I did think turkey shoot, but after body melt, maybe not. No, look. You can go for something that no, is going to be. Am in am going to I know. Looking at
0: Emma's face.
2: Please give me a break.
1: I'm going to pick a movie. It's on Shutter. <laughs> you haven't even I'm finished called, the last one. I, no,
2: and I will do.
1: Called Long Weekend. Okay. And it's it's an environmental sort of horror. It's about a couple that obviously having marital issues, and
0: they go away. They for always weekend. Are, these are the things about yeah. Thrive. relationship breaking up, having marital issues. It's
1: a bit of a, a bit of a brain. Uh, Bit of a psychological horror. Ooh! Yeah, it's not. Right. 1977. It's, it's not body melt. Let me. Okay, this good. Is, I'm going to go a bit classier here. Okay. We'll
0: go. I mean, yeah.
2: I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Well, now it this looks is like three very different movies.
3: Yeah, very different films. Very
0: different tones. All yep. Australian.
2: Love
0: it. We're yeah. knocking that, knocking that into the bank for episode, our next episode. Yes. Beautiful. And we still don't have a title. So before we should we try? Let's 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 round out with what should we have? We got any more puns for what the title of our
2: I don't know. Well, we did we don't Nightmare
0: on Smith Street. Well, no, I mean, okay, if we're looking at, if we're playing with the film genre, let's just...
2: Well, I did that. I just Googled, like, famous horror films and mm. it nothing really worked. Like, I mean, the other one we talked about was Fearology. The, um. the
1: Melbourne Chain Shaw Massacre.
0: <gasps> <laughs> I kind of love that. Mm. It, it doesn't involve either of you.
1: Um...
2: That is kind of cool, though.
1: That's been when I change my name for Halloween on uh, Twitter. It's been okay. i oh. sure a few times. See,
0: I'm just going to say these are just puns. If you've got it, haunt it. Frye oh, the 13th. You're
2: reading the same list that I have. Yeah, heard.
0: so that that wasn't <laughs> helpful what to anyone. What
2: about the Melbourne podcast massacre?
0: The Melbourne Instead podcast of the massacre. Chainsaw oh Masacre.
2: my god! Yeah, I think
3: it's the, the Melbourne, Melbourne podcast, podcast massacre. massacre. Yep.
0: Unless people think that means we're just – I mean, we could also just review really podcasts that we don't like. We could and, go around murdering I mean, other could. podcasters. Believe I mean, me, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm nothing if not hard at being aggressive well, about other people's work. We could work.
2: have a um, – what's <laughs> no, it called? We-, <laughs> we could have a thing that goes after the title that makes it – Apparent that this is about horror. We're not trashing other. B- I know that's know my I mean? concern. I feel like if yeah, we were that, the Melbourne
0: podcast like- massacre, it's like and and we don't want to like as much as I'm more than happy to trash other people's work. <laughs> um, it's not. It's still not a good thing. Well, we just but, talked about body body melt, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the Melbourne podcast massacre unfortunately feels harsher.
1: You
2: mean. Yeah. Okay, okay. What if it was the Melbourne podcast? Melbourne podcast. Blah. Mm. I think I had some of the stuff that the health farmers make. Your, your tongue the is looking a bit bleh.
1: massive.
0: It looks um, like, yeah. You're the
2: Melbourne Podcast Massacre, 31 Days of Horror.
0: Or I is it still... still I feel like me. it's now too long okay, and okay. I feel like... like.
2: All right, never mind. We'll get there. We will, we will get there. Okay.
0: But we still don't have a title. Because I'll I'm,
1: tell you what, episode four, we will have a title. I will guarantee it.
2: All right.
0: You got the Shory guarantee. That's a big call. Well, there's
2: nothing like a deadline to.
1: It to hasn't get worked people, for us so far. To get
0: people to panic. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, just to get
2: people to panic. There's nothing. See, I think like it should be a running mind. gag
0: where it's a different title every episode. <laughs> that might end up happening. Um, well, that will make Melbourne Treehouse of Horrors
2: difficult. <gasps> Melbourne <gasps> Treehouse. Well, no, by <gasps> the end of the
0: uh, end of recording, we'll have come up with something yeah, surely. Can
1: I eat a chip?
0: Do it. That's one of
1: those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and everyone who's here for the ASMR have just gone crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey
1: horror fans, hope you enjoyed today's show. If you're looking for something spooky to read this October, you need to pick up a copy of Cul-de-sac, a horror anthology written by myself with beautiful hand-painted art by Will Playden. It's an anthology set in 1950s Australia, showing the horrors of small communities and you do- and playing on the idea of you not knowing what your neighbours are doing behind closed doors. Only $3.99 on Comicsology or in print for $15 by contacting myself on social media. Don't forget to come back tomorrow for another episode of Pod of the Damned, and hit us up online at Pod of the Damned on Twitter and Podcast of the Damned on Instagram. Catch you tomorrow, horror lovers! I do like Melbourne Crew
2: House of Horrors.
0: Melbourne Crew House of Horrors.
2: Melbourne Club Podcast of Horrors.
0: I feel like if we put the word podcast. Why in do it,
2: you hate on everything I suggest? It's
1: not, it's not. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't. Um, I feel I just, like the child in the Bubba Duke right now.
2: <laughs> Shut up and eat shit. You're that hungry.
0: No, I feel like it's, it's just Melbourne Podcast of Horrors is, is just the problem is that the podcast is like a bump in the road. Okay. okay. In that, that's the thing with it. It should feel like it okay. rolls.
2: <laughs> Melbourne Treehouse of Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. That's terrible and confusing.
1: Oh, God. I'm looking up classy Emma, weird Andrew, and Dean.
2: Yeah,
0: it comes at <laughs> I'm nine. not classy. Frank and Weenie. I'm just looking up titles now. The Autopsy of you Jane want, Doe. You if you we get one surgery, and you can get the called Frank and Weenie for the rest of your life.
2: Podcasts don't. No, stop doing something. It's podcast. hard, isn't it?
0: But it did work. All right, it'll come to us. We're going to hit stop.
2: Yes. <laughs> okay.